This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. Ah, yes. It's good morning, boys and girls. Yes, sir. It's Monday, March 13th. I hope you all are feeling good. I know the Dolphin Nation is feeling really good. After yesterday, yesterday we were on right as the uh, news broke. We uh, got on the air and uh, and talked a little bit about the Jalen Ramsey acquisition. If you didn't catch that segment yesterday, it's not a segment. I did like an hour. <laughs> I, was, I, go, I go, well, you know, I only need to, you know, just talk about the story and I'll just talk for a couple of minutes. And before I knew it, I was on for an hour and 18 minutes. So. It's there, and we broke it down, and pretty much in every single angle uh, out there for Jalen Ramsey. And we, I've got some more things to talk about today uh, on the show, as always. We've always got, uh, always got things to talk about. But appreciate all of you that joined us yesterday. We had a uh, a nice uh, a nice crowd yesterday joining us uh, for the uh, for the news, which was just amazing. And that's one thing that Sean and I will do more often now you know, on the platform. I don't know, Sean, are you going to start breaking in for breaking wrestling news? I mean, I don't know, bro. I'm just saying maybe, uh, right. Some breaking news, right. Breaking wrestling news. There, there's not as much like the way that goes. Cause stuff gets thrown out there seven months in advance. So it's not like the NFL that's going 12 out, you know, uh, but uh, there you go. If, if there is major breaking news in wrestling, Sean Stanley is going to bust out a segment for you. So we are going to do that more often, too. We did it, uh, you know, on Friday when when they picked up Tua's fifth-year option. Uh, we came back and uh, and did a, a second show on Friday. Uh, well, a short show. That one was like 40 minutes also. What was that? What were you going to say? Hey, oh, real quick, uh, if we can get yeah. somebody in the chat, can they hear you? Alexis just popped on and said he has no sound. I have sound. I hear you fine. Let me see. see. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. We're good? No, there's sound, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I want to make sure it wasn't on our end before we went further. Sorry. No, because it would have been everybody saying it like they normally do. Like, people will start chiming in. No sound, no sound, no sound. So, unfortunately, something's going on with you, Alexis, Okay. You're the one. You got it, Alexis? See, so you can't hear us, unfortunately. You know, it's probably right now, and then you really can't. And then, you know, you uh, you just can't pick up on it. That was just, that's me, by the way, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> I was doing that on purpose, going in and out, just in case. That's I'm a ball buster, bro. That's just the way it is, okay? That's all. It's just one of those things that, that you know, relax. I was just screwing around with you guys on that one, okay? So, anyway, so, Alexis, I, ho- I hope you can fix it. I hope you can, okay? So, you know, anyway, uh, I'm not stirring the pot. 
the banking industry is stirring the pot. Is there a lot of people running to banks right now to take their money out? And <laughs> you know, Sean, how long have you been hearing me tell people that bank 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 branches are going to disappear? <laughs> I mean, listen, it's there's nothing funny about this. All right, I'm not laughing about people losing their money and all of that shit. I'm just laughing that it's like it's staring you in the face that our entire financial institution is completely crumbling. And, you know, it's just. <laughs> Have you guys ever seen this? Out of curiosity, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever seen this yourself, Sean. Let me just show people something here. Let me make sure it comes out here. And then, and here we go. Okay. Sean, if you can take off the, uh, the Nature B billboard for a second. Just want to show you guys this. Um, you know, here you go. This is what they call the world debt clock, okay? And it's still loading, but there you go. You see? USA, 31 trillion. China, 14 trillion. Japan, 13 trillion. Germany, 3 trillion. UK, 3 trillion. India, 3 trillion. France, 3. Everybody's in the red, Everybody has overprinted money. Every bank and every reserve in the world is over leveraged. Money and currency will be crumbling all over the world. I don't care if it's the yen. I don't care if it's the euro. I don't care if it's the dollar. It's the pound. You name it. They're all going to be crumbling. We owe too much money and our debt is just ridiculous. We add $100 billion a day in debt. So I'm not surprised if people are scrambling from banks. If you're smart, you're putting your money in Bitcoin. So whatever, but it is what it is, but uh, it, it's terrible. And, and, you, and I'm glad that they're bailing them out because, unfortunately, hardworking people are losing their money, and I don't want that to happen. But it's got to get to a point where, you know, Ah, God, that's uh, sad stuff, man. Sad stuff. But that's uh, that's the reason why I've talked about Bitcoin for a while now, because I just think it's going to be, you know, the the saving grace for a lot of us everywhere, all over the world. Doesn't matter if you're American, English, French, Chinese, Japanese, whatever. Federal reserves all over the world have controlled the currency and they have controlled money and they've controlled who gets it and all that. And that's why, you know, a lot of people are left out. And guys financing is going to free all of you and, 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 and embolden and strengthen every single individual instead of the people above us that have all the money and the power. Uh, so, you know, things are going to change. And unfortunately, it's going to be forced. You know what I mean? But anyway, good morning. It's a good day. Ira Winderman will join us at 1030. 
Alan Poupart will join us at 11.30. Andy Barons will stop by at noon. So we will find out from the boys what they think and their thoughts on other things going on. The Heat, Jimmy Butler hits a huge three to send them to overtime, and then they run out of gas against Orlando. Uh, the Panthers lose to the Jets. And uh, how about Inter-Miami losing to NYFC on own goal? And, and to me, that 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 was the most frustrating game of the weekend because, you know, the defense still hasn't allowed an offensive score. Uh, they just couldn't put anything together offensively and, and, and get it done. They, 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 they pressured. Uh, they just couldn't get it done. And a mistake forced them to lose that game which just absolutely sucks, man. But, hey, we'll see if the boys can get back on track against Toronto on Saturday. No Gregory. That was a big injury, too. So that's what happened over the weekend. Also, UM ended up losing to Duke in the ACC tournament. They ended up getting a five seed in the NCAA tournament. They'll take on Drake, a 12th seed, on Friday. And uh, we'll see how far they can go in the tournament. See, the thing about the tournament is really anybody can lose to anybody because really isn't that much of a difference between one team and another when you get to the tournament now at this point. This isn't like the old days. This isn't when you had stars. And that's why Miami can – that's why they lost. You know, and the size killed them on Saturday. But when they lost O'Mare, they really needed the size. The length was a real problem for them. The two big guys for Duke gave them some trouble. And without O'Mare, and hopefully he can come back on Friday, that was a real problem against Duke. Real problem. That length gave them some issues, man, uh, unfortunately. But uh, this is how this game is nowadays. Anybody can lose to anybody because there really are no stars and no real elite teams anymore, you know, in college basketball. So the tournament really is nowadays, it's very, very unpredictable, where it was a little bit more predictable back in the day, but at least you were guaranteed of some really, really good games and some amazing players. That's just not the case uh, in, in today's, you know, college basketball, but hell of a season still for Laranega, as always, because he's a great coach, man. Great coach. Brian Landis says, still can't hear you, oh, but he's laughing. <laughs> uh, Alexis says, I had it on Bluetooth. Oh, yeah, I know, right. And then it went to the Bluetooth, and if you don't have them on, you're not hearing, and so I get it. Yeah, that happens. That happens. Michael Fernandez, good morning, Big O and Big O Nation. I caught your breaking news last night and Friday, too, and both were great as always. Can't wait to see what Greer does next. So, um, yeah, he's, you know, he, he deserves a lot of credit, man. It's just last year with all the injuries, he doesn't get it, but he put together a hell of a team last year. Just terrible luck. Tua Time says 100% of your money is in Bitcoin. Oh, if not, what percent? About 70. About 70. About 70, man. Yeah. Yeah, I have zero to no faith in in our financial system. And so I um I'm I I've gone 
pretty deep on that end. Pretty much. So, yes. I don't, uh, I mean, I, you, you just all you have to do is look at what's going on. If you really pay attention, you know, and it's not an American thing. Like I just told you, this is all over the world. This is all over the world. Every currency is suffering. Everyone, because they all printed too much money. That was That's their answer to everything. You see, the banks are, are failing. What are they going to do? They're going to print more money. How, what else are they going to do? You know what I love about Janet Yellen? That that idiot, that freaking moron. Oh, well, this will not cost the taxpayers a dollar. Well, what do you, Then how are you paying for all of this, asshole? You got money? It's in your pocket? No, you're going to print more money. That's our money. You're just going to open up the printer and then give the banks the money. That doesn't do any good. That helps the people now, but all you're doing is devaluing the dollar. You're not solving the problem. It's so stupid. And and th th they can treat us like morons because we are morons. Because we keep buying this bullshit that they're selling. Right? I mean, Fox is perfect example. They just lie to their audience. And the fools believe every moment of it. And why? Because they need to be in that echo chamber. They need to actually lie to themselves. And so what are we doing? Are you out there lying to yourself about the financial uh, system? Because that's what you're doing. And this ain't about being jingoistic. Oh, there's no, it's not American. No, this ain't an American thing. This isn't everything. This is a French thing. Okay? This this is a, an English thing. It's everywhere. Every Federal Reserve around the world has controlled money for the rich forever. And they've kept it away from the poor. That's kind of the way it's been. And they just printed and printed and devalued the money and devalued the money. And, and they've controlled who gets loans and who don't. This is why decentralized financing will change the entire world. It will make everybody on an even level playing field. And they don't want that. I keep telling you this, you know, but whatever, man. You know? It is what it is. What can I say? I've given up on heat on on heat watching World Baseball Classic. Uh, the Heat are, are unwatchable, bro. It's a poorly built team. As I've been saying for a while now, it's a poorly built team, and they just have made way too many bad decisions. Front office needs to tweak what they're doing. Riley needs to tweak what he's doing. He needs to kind of go back to his old ways a little bit more, you know, with a little bit of a modern twist, of course. We can't go back to the old ways of, oh, let's go get the, you know, big center and all that. No, it's that's not this world anymore. But what I'm saying is some of the moves that they've made, you can't re-sign all your, all your role players, and you got to give your money to the right people, not to Kyle Lousy. You know, it's just stupid deals. Whiteside and Kyle Lousy and Dion Waiters and Duncan. And it, it's just a poorly constructed team. And they've made a lot of bad decisions. And Jimmy Butler is nobody to complain because, brother, you brought Kyle Lousy here. So you ruined everything. You ruined your chance at actually winning a championship because. You wanted Kyle Lousy here.
So, you know, Jimmy Butler can't talk about, oh, you know, we got, you know, I heard him after the game and talk about stepping up and everything else and all that. And people are, well, you know, you, you, you chose to chew up one big chunk of your salary with a guy that cannot carry his weight. So, yeah, the Heat are, you know, it's tough, dude. It's tough. And I see it. And I see it, you know, the beauty of running a your own platform now, you know what works and what doesn't work. You know what gets response and what doesn't get response. And you know what they're interested in and what they're not interested in. You know what I mean? And I can see that you guys, uh, Heat and Panthers have been a turnoff for you guys. Why? Because they're not the teams they were last year. And you're seeing it. It's not your fault. It's just what you see. Uh, can't wait until Poyer and Wagner sign. Um, you know what, Travis? I would tell you, normally I would tell you, I don't think Poyer, now that you went with Ramsey, I think no Poyer. I, I like I like Bobby Wagner. You know that. But again, Chris Greer is a maniac. So I, I'm not going to put anything past the guy. You know what I mean? Uh, Lisa says, what a beautiful Monday here in Finns nation Two wide receive two number one wide receivers, two number one CBs. Can you say L F G? Yeah. Uh, would like to see Wilkins extended soon. It'll happen. Relax already, dude. Don't worry about it. It'll happen. Chill. Um, big old Ramsey's addition is good for X. Ramsey takes on the number one wide receiver pressure off x improves um listen to what i talked about yesterday he'll be motivated anyways on his own and by the way that number one wide receiver shit that doesn't fly because sometimes some guys just line up on one side and so if your number one wide receiver likes to line up on the left side then x will be the guy covering him and if he likes to line up on the right side then ramsey will be the guy covering him so that's not the way it goes, my man. You know, now if they move the guy around, then you can move Ramsey with him. But sometimes the receiver's just parked on one side and then you're just going to get the cuz cuz maybe the corners you won't move them around. Maybe you'll keep X, you know, on one side which they normally do. So that that could ha and I think because it's X and Ramsey I don't think you're going to necessarily openly insult X by saying you're officially number two all the time. I think X's ego will be number one. You know, that's kind of what his ego should be. And I would imagine, like I said yesterday, he'll be motivated, super motivated because he knows he's going to get cut at the end of next year. So if he doesn't want to get cut or if he wants to go to another team and he wants to be if he wants to show that he's wanted, you know, like he 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 is worthy, he has to go out and kick ass. Uh, I know you hate when I mention these people, but Chris Sims and Colin Coward are saying Ramsey is washed. Kevin, why are you an idiot watching those people? That's what I'd like to know. Why do you watch Chris Sims? I, I don't know. I don't understand. That's the question I have for you. I don't care about Sims or Coward. But why do you watch them? Okay? They're clearly 
always misinformed. They're never prepared. Coward is clearly a guy that goes off his producers. Okay? This is a guy that doesn't even know when somebody's actually playing in a game. That's This is the guy that said, I watched the Nets last night lose with Kevin Durant, and Durant wasn't on the court. So why, I ask you, why are you watching people who are not credible? That's what I like to ask. So why would you ask me about something that I already know and I don't really care about? But the question I have is, why would you waste your time with people that don't know what the hell they're talking about? Lazy trolls that all they're doing is trying to see what can I do to get a rise out of people like he did out of you because they say something stupid and then you go and repeat it like a parrot. So the question I have for you is why the hell are you watching those morons? We go back to Fox News. We go back to the people that watch Fox News. Why? Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Uh, it's called modern monetary theory and it doesn't work. Yeah, well, we're, we're screwed, buddy. Um, I hope Greer invests in the running game. Uh, yeah, hopefully the, the offensive line. Um, Big O Lowry definitely can't carry his weight. LOL. I got you. Big O, which Jalen, Jalen or Jalen are the Finns targeting next? LOL. <laughs> uh, yes. It's all about the Jays. Um, Vic shaping our defense, how Eagles defense was last season. Um, Orlando, hear me out. Here's Nelson. Let's see what he let's see what Nelson has now. You know when it when it starts with hear me out, that means the person may think already that their statement's kind of crazy. So let's go with it now. Hear me out. The Dolphins will play at Kansas City this season. So since the Super Bowl winner kicks the season off on Thursday night, I'm hoping it'll be Dolphins KC to kick off the season. Wow, okay, this wasn't so crazy. I w- makes a lot of sense. That that would be a fun game to open up the season. They know Tua will be playing, right? Because you know, they're always worried about the whole injury thing. Tyreek going back, right? You have the Jalen Ramsey X against Mahomes and company. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot, Nelson. That would uh, that would be a lot of fun if they can come up with that game. Okay, all right. I was you know I was expecting something really wild because when you when you start with "Hear me out," it's like you already know, you know. But strong one, Nelson. I like it. Big O, do you think Chris Greer is cooking up some more stuff? I mean, does he stop cooking? That dude is a wheeler and a dealer. We've never had anybody like this running a front office. He makes Jimmy look like a minor leaguer. So, yeah, 
Uh, top of the morning, Big O and Sean. It's going to be interesting to see how the moves Greer and Fangio are making will positively influence McDaniel's offensive schemes and approach. Let's go. All I know is they're a much better team right now with Ramsey out there. Uh, Josh says, the only person I watch is you. Well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, is there a Miami Heat report today? No, not at all. No report today, sir. Not at all. We we don't have Ira Winderman coming on at 1030 to tell us completely about everything that happened over the weekend. Yeah, we're waving at you also, Ira. Hi. Ira's already in the uh, in the on-deck circle waiting for 1030. Uh, oh, hear me out. Perhaps Yoko was not a bad singer who broke up the Beatles. Maybe she had a drunk sound person and was uh, good in bed. She doesn't look like she was good in bed either. What, what, did, what did John Lennon see in that woman? I don't see talent anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else do we have? Big O, hear me out. <laughs> I think Ramsey is a major upgrade over Byron Jones. <laughs> uh, I know this is a stupid question, but I'm having a brain fart. When does free agency start? It starts uh, tomorrow. Today, actually. Today, they start negotiating. 13 through the 15, and on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, they start signing them. So that's that's how that's how it goes, all right? So today, they openly can start uh, tampering. You know, because they, you know, teams were talking to players and agents over the last couple of days, you know, a couple of weeks ago over at the Combine. And, you know, no, 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 none of that went on at all. They start negotiating today over the next couple of days. And then on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, that's when they officially can start signing contracts. Okay? Yoko Ono made the same sound as my cat when I accidentally stepped on her tail. Damn, that's that's cruel. Uh, Kevin Beal, thank you for the love on the super chat. He says, Big O, give me a percentage Baker comes back. Ten. Also, is Ogba coming back? 100%. No pay cut. Uh, because you've got two years left. You want to get through this year so you can then move on from him the year after. So they'll try him out in this defense, see how he adjusts. If he can play well in this defense, they can keep him for the third year. If not, they will probably move on from him in that third before that third year. Okay, that would be my guess. X and Agba will probably be on the way out unless X turns around and has a monster, monster year. Okay. Uh, and then with the add of Ramsey, this will make Holland elite. Just well, Holland's already elite. He just had to play. Um, uh, the he had to play the um chaperone last year. He had he had to change his game a little bit more to kind of worry about everybody else. Now he's going to be able to be the thief that we all expect him to be. And I I think he'll have over six interceptions this year. Okay, with the kind of talent they're going to have in roaming that secondary, quarterbacks are going to just 
be super frustrated. Super frustrated. By the way, you're they're going to need a coverage linebacker because they got to deal with with um, tight ends. And there's a part of me, Ramsey's a big corner. You know, when you run into a Kelsey or somebody like that, what if you move Ramsey inside and move Kohu outside? Huh? I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, you know, my mind is going, okay, so you got your linebackers, but what about, and I know you got Holland, but what about Ramsey, who's a big-ass corner, and if you got a stud safety, I'm mean, uh, a tight end in the middle, maybe I move Kohu outside and I move Ramsey inside to cover Kelsey or run with Waller or any of those elite type tight ends. You're gonna have some fun with that. Who knows? I don't know what I don't know what Big Vic is thinking, but we will we will see Big Vic energy soon in 2023. It is time to talk a little basketball. You know, that's what the Heat try to play when they take the hard court every once in a while. Let's get to our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report with Ira Winderman right now. Heat fans, time for the best insight of your favorite team with insider Ira Winderman, exclusively on the Big O Radio Show. It's the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. Here's Ira Winderman. All right, all right. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, it, it's almost like the same answer I give you every Monday and Friday in our Acura Pembroke Pines report. Better than the Heat. I mean, it's yeah. it, it. I've either come on after an impressive, hope-creating victory or a hideous loss. But man, Big O, there has been very little in between this season. No, I know because that's who they are. That that's what mediocre teams do. Mediocre teams will once in a while surprise teams they're not supposed to beat, and then they'll lose to teams that they're supposed to beat. And it's just the way it is. When you when you when you're not good enough, you can't find consistency. And that's exactly what the Miami Heat have been in. They're mediocre because they can't find consistency. And part of their lack of consistency is their shooting. Because in this league, you have to be elite shooters. And you have to have several of them on your team because if you don't have enough sharpshooters, it's going to be hard for you to keep up doing the math and playing that blue-collar, lunch-pail-style offense from the 90s. And as I've said over and over and over and over and over again, they've lost their, fa their fastball in the front office. They've made a lot of bad decisions. And this is just a part of their bad decisions over the last seven, eight, nine years and this is a very poorly constructed team in today's NBA. And that's that's been their problem. This is why they're mediocre, because they're poorly constructed. Yeah, I mean, number seven in the conference, you're halfway through in a 15-team conference. It's what you are. Uh, the three-pointers haven't been as much of a factor because they've been playing teams who also haven't been hitting threes. But mostly, you need complementary support. Jimmy Put Butler has been fantastic. If you yes. were to rate... MVP candidates based since the All-Star break, that's been Jimmy Butler. But, man, you can see how it wears on him, Big O. You've been talking about he can't miss games, has to play more minutes, has to be there. He is taking every bit of the burden that he can. And for him to do what he did in the fourth quarter in Orlando and hit that three-pointer after another three-pointer was ruled not to be a foul and going to the line for three, 
and then his teammates ignore him in overtime, and he doesn't get a single shot in the extra period and doesn't touch the ball until more than three minutes are expired in the five-minute overtime, it just shows you there's something fundamentally wrong with this season's team. They can talk all they want about avoiding the play-in, but they can't. They can talk all they want about making noise in the first round, but they won't. Please. You know what? You see this with the Dolphins all the time. We've seen it with the Canes football team. Some teams just have the look where they want to get to the finish line and be done with this. And man, Big O, does this team seem to have that look. Yeah, and when he was talking about I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he was talking about the help that, he, you know, other guys having to step. I'm thinking, I'm sitting there going, well, bro, you, you wanted Kyle Lowry here, right? This is why it was really important to spend that money on somebody that's better than you or or worst case scenario, equal than you, but somebody that could lift the burden from you. And, you know, that's and, and Lowry didn't have a bad game. On, on on Saturday, I mean, he had uh, as many turnovers as assists. That's the only thing I didn't like. But but still, it's just something he can't do. He can't be a Robin to to his Batman, or he can't be Batman making you know Jimmy Butler Robin, which is probably the ideal situation if you're the front office. You wanted to find a Batman for this team so Jimmy can be more Robin than have to be Batman. But wow, it's just. This is part of the problem here. That that dude is chewing up a big chunk of your salary, and that's the that's the position, that's the talent that you needed in order to help Jimmy get over the top. I mean, look, that's the misguided move. That's a quarter of your salary cap or going to be next season. You pay the price in a salary cap league. This isn't the forgiving NFL where we can move some some money around and make it less costly. This isn't the NHL where you can pay off a player 50 cents on the dollar and get off his contract. You are stuck in the NBA strong union, full money guaranteed to you pay that. The problem is you can survive that if Bam Adebayo was playing great like he was before the All-Star game. He is what not happened? right now. What happened? It, you know, it's funny because someone what else happened? asked me that. They said, is there a personal problem? Is there an injury? Is he exhausted by the Why is he so demand? passive? Why is he passive? That's the part I... That's the part about Bam that if you're a dog, you're a dog all the time, bro. I don't care who you are. If well, you're Dwayne okay, Wade, so let's let's look into this. Jimmy Butler, when you're a dog, you're a dog. And what is it about him that he's turning it on and turning it off? And he was so motivated early on. And now we just see kind of passive Bam is back. He's back to the super role player again. Well, He's played a lot more bigger centers since the All-Star break. We know Bam has struggled against height. Some right. say he's not a center. That's number one. Number two, what's the fundamental change since the All-Star break with this team? It's been Kevin Love as the starting power forward. Big O, it hasn't worked. You know, Cleveland knew you don't get rid of a proven, decorated championship veteran unless you realize this doesn't work. This guy's on oh, he was getting Well, wait a minute. He was getting less minutes in Cleveland. They had already, they oh, were already shaping. At all. It's not again, yeah. he wasn't playing at all. The Heat bring yeah. him in. The, the Heat are going to have to make a decision soon. One, it looks like they will not get out of the play-in. If Jersey, if Jersey, if Brooklyn or New York play 500 ball the rest of the year, the Heat have to go undefeated. That's not happening. So you have to get ready with your best lineups now for what's going to follow in the play-in and the playoffs. I'm very curious. They brought in Kevin Love. They clearly made a promise. It's not of starting, but of playing time. But you need to move away from that. You need to get something better that works. Are you going to let 
Kevin Love be the player who on a sinking ship is just going to add more ballast to that or not? He's been okay, but the numbers alongside Bam have not been great. Again, since P.J. Tucker left, we talk about this all the time. You can talk about it, the Dolphins and the one single position they're missing. You talk about it with the Heat, that power forward answer. You had it with Jay Crowder, you let him walk. You had it with P.J. Tucker, you let him walk. It's the void that's been there all season. It's the void that's going to be there in the play-in. It's the void that's going to be there in the playoffs. So you don't fill the void because you're worried about tax? No, no, they did the right thing. Going back for a second here, Big O, if they would have signed P.J. Tucker to the money he wanted, whether we would have put him in the tax or not, they would not have been able to re-sign Caleb Martin. I have no issue with that. Caleb has a very good contract, three years, 20 million. Look, when we talk about cost-effective players, if you want to rate Heat players bang for their buck, Caleb Martin is right up there this season with giving you value on his contract. No, no, no. Actually, he would have been a lot better if they didn't make the stupid decision of having to start him at power forward. If they would have started him again, that, at that's his natural boy, position, that he would have had a much better season. There's no right. doubt and about you see, it. And you've seen that since the All-Star break. He's been probably the second most efficient player on the team beyond Jimmy Butler. So you just have that one glaring position. But your, bonehead, but your boneheaded moves of Lowry and Duncan then put you in a position that you can't keep Tucker and Caleb together. And so that's kind of, you know, it's what, what you needed to do to really help your team, you couldn't do because you made other decisions that have put you fiscally in a, in a position that you couldn't make that, that other decision. So and that, and that's the there's, thing. A do, there's a domino effect to all the oh, bad abs- decisions. Absolutely. And the Kyle thing is, is a bad contract, but he's still a functional player who can contribute, although not to the level you expected. The Duncan thing is, even before he's now in health and safety protocols, he wasn't contributing. He was a non-factor. That was 18, you know, like in the NFL, you talk about dead cap money. He's literally walking dead cap money right now, and that sets you back. So what's going to happen this offseason is, do you make the same mistake with the Gabe Vincent? Do you make the same mistake with the Max Truce? Do you offer any kind of big money for the Omar Yurtsevin, or do you learn your lessons that you need help at the top? And you need to take your – and here's the other thing, Big O. And, and, you, need to stay li- and you need to stay liquid that if you can't yes. – here's the thing. You have to realize, hey, guys, we have one of the best coaches in the history of the game, one of the two best coaches in the NBA right now. This guy can make chicken salad out of chicken shit a lot of times. So guess what? We're not going to tie ourselves to mediocre or average players. and long- No, let's bring in some one-year guys. And we'll keep it and, and we'll keep ourselves flexible. And next year, if the whale becomes available, then we'll get the whale for Spo. But let's not tie him down to guys for three yes. to four years. That's a very that we important. have to wait for them to expire because they're not good enough to get us where we want to go. We want to go to a championship. The playing game and the first round of the playoffs is not what we're all about. And it's not what we've spoiled our fan base about. To me, that's the thinking that has to change. They have to be a little bit more aggressive in that sense where, you know what? This guy's not good enough to get us to a title. We're not going to tie ourselves to it. We'll go get a one-year player. Spo will work his magic, and then we'll stay flexible next year. You get a few one-year players. You let Kyle's money go off the books. Maybe use the stretch payments on Duncan Robinson. Over three or five years, you get off that money. You have another chance for your Jimmy Butler like summer, I absolutely agree with that. You can't get tied up and say, 
God bless Gabe Vincent. Thank you for your service. God right. bless Max Struess. Thank you for your right. service. God bless Omar Yurtsevin fighting his way back. Thank you for your service. But you have to get ready to make another move, which might mean, Big O, another season of purgatory in limbo of being mediocre, which sometimes you have to do in the NBA. That's what the play-in's for. So you can, do the, you can do the pretend play-in that we're in contention. You can deal with that. He do have a first-round pick this year, and you get ready for the future. But but here's a major caveat to that big, big old Orlando Alzagari plan. You would be burning another season of Jimmy Butler, who has been fantastic lately. I get, I, I get it. You, you burned, you've burned four seasons of Jimmy Butler because you didn't get the person next to him in order to win the title. And you had two shots at it. Now, the first shot on the on the bubble, maybe it is the scenario you were in or whatever, but it was bad luck there, unfortunately. That was bad luck because those two injuries really just completely changed the face of that series. Sure. And then last Lord year, mm -hmm. last year you're shot away from going, but if you had that other star, maybe you would have gotten there. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I just think you, you, it's great to have Butler, but you had to go get that other superstar and that's where they have failed and they've gotten everything else but the superstar and so i get it that you're you're gonna you know ruin another year of butler but what else are you gonna do at this point you can't keep insanity is crazy right it's it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result this is what they are man you're not really gonna get much different next year so Unfortunately, you need to turn the page. This is why I wasn't even a fan of extending Butler, you know, for that far out because he's got so much mileage on him. You can only ask so much from a human being. And yet at his age right now and at 33, at the end of a season, he has never been better at any point in his career. Here's what we're going to hear. We're going to hear Pat Riley and Eric Spolster to a lesser degree tell us, you're going to see the improvement from Bam. You're going to see the improvement from Tyler Hero. And then you and I in our Accurate Pembroke Pines report will sit down and say, how much improvement? Are we talking from going from near all-star to star level, but not to the superstar level? And then when you give out those contracts and those guys are making 30 plus million a season, you get caught in that. Here's one other thing, Big O. In the offseason, the Heat will have one major exception, $7 million taxpayer mid-level exception. But... If you spend that as a taxpayer team, it's going to count $17 million against the books. We're going to get a real read on what this team is willing to spend or not willing to spend to make the team better. As we've seen this past week, what Stephen Ross has done is he's taken additional immediate cap hits on Tyreek Hill and on some restructured deals in order to keep spending. You know, it's interesting, Big O. You talk about this all the time in our Accurate Pembroke Pines reports, how the one thing about the Heat over the years has been willing to do is spend. That Mickey Harrison, to build a winner, when in the championship window, has spent. Now, all of a sudden, Stephen Ross is the one who sees himself in a championship window, and he is spending, and the Heat seem to be pulling back. And it's going to be interesting how when we do our local owner ratings, owner and management ratings, it might be changing a little bit in our market. I'm not nah, sure that... Mickey, Mickey's got the titles. Until you get titles, nothing means. But, but in the moment, but in the moment of roster creation in 2023. Nah, we, we got to give Mickey his flowers, bro. 
He's got three titles. Un until people start winning titles, we can't put anybody in the Arison family. We just can't. I, I, I may not be happy with the Arison family right, right now and the way they've fiscally handled things lately. Uh, I, you know, and I'm, uh, I'll openly say it, uh, but I got their back. They, they're still the best ownership in town. They've produced the titles. They got the best guy in the, in the, in the history of the business in Pat Riley, uh, a guy that we've rarely ever seen in the history of sports. That was a, has been a great coach and a great architect. Uh, that that is rare to find that. So I'm I'm always going to give Mickey and I'm going to give you know Riley their their love because they deserve it. That's why I always preface it. While I'm not happy with the decisions Riley's made lately, while I'm not happy with the way the Arisons have kind of cut corners lately, I don't want any of them going anywhere. I learned my lesson with Shula. Okay, Shula wasn't his best at the end. I get it. But, uh, you know, I, my regret was I was on that stupid bandwagon. Oh, the game's passed him by. And everybody that came after Shula was never even close to Shula. And I'll take Shula's worst years better than most of the guys that came after him. So I don't want to see anything after Arison or Riley because I don't know what's coming next. Right. But I will say they have to raise their game. I have to say it. They have to raise their game. Their game, they're, they're, they're not – they're not playing at a high level right now. Okay. They're, they're, they're kind of passive like bam. That's kind of the way I'll look at it. You know what I'm saying? So I got to give Mickey uh, until, until I start seeing banners, banners by others. Mickey's the, the top dog, bro. I have to give it to him. Uh, and we'll just see how the approach is going forward, whether we're talking more bad contracts or good contracts. Right now, again, everything about this team is stuck in the middle. So what's your theory on BAM? Oh, I, I think the burden of taking the next step, of anchoring the defense, of being the 18-shot-a-game player, you know what? I think BAM Adebayo is realizing it's sort of heavy as the head that wears the crown of trying to do more, that, that this is his first uber-involved season on both ends of the court. He wanted his 16 to 18 shots. He got those. That's a lot of work to do it over an 82-game season. Remember last season, Bam missed seven weeks with the thumb injury. So we had that chance, sort of like we're hoping with Kyle now, to get rejuvenated, to get refreshed. You know what? You are paying his salary at almost a near-max level. It comes with an 82-game responsibility. You know, you've talked for a while about Jimmy missing 15 games and there's too much missed time. And if you're going to be a leader, you have to be out there all the time. I think Bam is learning that. We talk about the, the rookie wall when pl college players go from 33 games to 82. I think being a two-way player over 82 games is a grind. But if you want to be great, if you want to talk about winning awards, if you want to talk about all NBA behind Jokic and behind Joel Embiid for that third spot, you've got to do it. You've got to keep doing it. And I think Bam is learning that right now. Doesn't mean there aren't personal issues. Doesn't, doesn't mean there might not be nagging issues. But the greats have to do it for 70-plus games. It's hard. I think Bam is learning that right now. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He is definitely learning that because he is not showing up the way um, Jimmy needs him uh, to show up right now. All right, what are you working on in the Sun Sentinel so folks can check you out, my friend, leading up to the game, which, my God, my theory, I think, is going to continue tonight. Uh, the Heat are favored by seven and a half over the Jazz. A lot. Uh, the Jazz, by the way, have won the last two games, which, you know, are games that Miami loses at Orlando, at Charlotte. 
Those are games that they lose. Uh, the Jazz have won those last two games. Uh, I am of the belief that the the Heat are nobody to give anybody pretty much seven and a half points. Yeah, that that that's too I, I many. Might, I might be I might be taking the Jazz in the seven and a half if I'm an you know investor. What they go? These two teams are number one and number two in the NBA in clutch games, games that have been within five points of the final five minutes of games. So right there, that tells you where you might lean on the betting. Utah is absolutely fighting for a play in berth in the Western Conference. You have Lowry Markinen coming off a 3 of 22 shooting game in Charlotte. You know that he is going to be better. It's going to be a close game. Remember the game in Utah, New Year's Eve. It took Tyler Hero shot at the buzzer just before the buzzer for the Heat to beat the Jazz. So it's been that close between the teams. There's no reason I ever go into a Heat game this season not expecting something dramatic and close because that's who they've been in all these five-point games. So, yeah, tonight will be interesting. I wrote a story just posted at thesuncentral.com with Cody Zeller out with that broken news. Nose. With Orlando Robinson back in the G League, had a very good game last night. It's, it's yurt season. It's Omar Yurt's event time. I'm so curious about this. Eric Spolster has found every reason not to play him. Last season, he was playing 6-4 P.J. Tucker at center. He had been using Dwayne Dedman all of last season ahead of Omar Yurtsevin. Even when Omar was getting closer, he was using two-way Orlando Robinson ahead of him. Then on the buyout market, a guy who was basically playing at the YMCA, Cody Zeller, played ahead of Omar Yurtsevin. I'm really curious tonight. There is no reason when Bam is off the court, he averages about 34 minutes a game, that Omer shouldn't be on the court? Or does Eric Spolster sim- simply not see him as a playoff race player? I wrote about it at thesuncentinel.com in tomorrow's paper, but I think that's worth keeping an eye out. Because honestly, Omer's a free agent after this season. You've got to see what he can do in the biggest moments. Tonight is one of those bigger moments. Or if you're already parting ways, why waste your time? And, or, and or, or, or if you want to keep him, don't showcase him at all. So that way you could try to keep them under the radar and you, you know, gotta win the game. You got to win the game. Walker Kessler, the center of the Jazz, probably is better than Rudy Gobert, who he was traded for with a slew of picks this year. He is the nephew of late heat big man Alec Kessler. So there's some emotional tie there tonight, also. So a lot of things playing when it comes to the power rotation tonight. It'll be an interesting game against the Jazz, and we'll recap that and where the Heat stand Wednesday with Kurt Heelan on our redrecover.com inside the paint show at 9 a.m. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapy. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Ira, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. And uh, hope for better news on Wednesday with Kurt Heelan. Thank you, Big O. Let's hope so with our redrecover.com inside the paint show. And remember, you can use our code Big O to get 10% off your wraps there, okay? 30% only for the doggy wraps now. Human wraps are only 10% now. You get off by using our code Big O. That is your Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. You've been listening to the Acura of Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report with Ira Winderman. When you're looking for award-winning service and great deals from the number one volume Acura sales dealership in the Southeast United States, you go to Craig's in Acura of Pembroke Pines at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All right, all right. I see Lusao Fuentes. Big old laugh about bank account. Tell to a crypto cold wallet get lost or corrupted when paraphrase is not working. Then in a naive person like Big O will laugh about banking. 
first of all, Luisao, uh, first learn how to write English so you can actually communicate with people. That would help out a lot. So you don't, you know, send me some broken down bullshit that I got to like decipher kind of like a 12 word paraphrase for, for uh, crypto. And by the way, the 12 word paraphrase always works. I love the people that don't know shit about anything. And then they run their mouth like you, Luisao. Since you don't know shit about crypto, you dumbass. Okay. And if you lose your, your 12 words, that's your fucking problem, not mine. If I lose mine, I can't, I don't have it. Well, then too bad, so sad. I lost my money. That's it. I'm done. But I, you know, you, you, you kind of, you know, those are your 12 words. You want to memorize them. You want to put them somewhere. And that's it. You're safe. By the way, Bitcoin. Up to 23,645. It is up nearly 15%. Something tells me people are getting smart. And they're saying, yeah, my money isn't safe in a bank account. My money's safer with Bitcoin. Because it's growing and growing and growing. That's all it does. It started at $1. And it's now at $23,600. Did the U.S. dollar do that? Can the U.S. dollar go from $1 to $1.30? No. Why? Because your dollar loses 6 to 8% every year. Luis Sal, since you don't know shit about financing and you have no idea anything that goes on in our world. But that's all right. Your dollar in 2013, what you bought for a dollar in 2013 cost you $6.62 now. That's how much inflation's gone up. You go ahead. Put my money in Bitcoin. In the long run, I'm going to buy a hell of a lot more eggs than you will by your money being in the savings account, getting nothing in interest. Or sitting in a checking account, getting nothing, doing nothing, earning nothing, while they're earning off your money and spending it and ruining it all. Some of you out there, man, it's, it's just, you're so blinded by everything that goes on. And I get it. It's hard to adjust to all of this, but this is what's coming, man. Anyway, BAM is passive because people regress to the mean. You can only be something you are not for so long before you go back to who you are. This is the universal truth. Carlos Cigarro, you, sir, are a thousand percent right. Much rather have PJ than Caleb Martin. I'm sorry. Can we get out of the lousy and Duncan contracts next year? No. no. I mean, if if they can, maybe the Lowry one, because that's expiring. The Duncan one still has three more years. So, no. And no, I'm not, uh, EJ, I'm not with you. I don't want Riley to retire. I just need him to tweak what he's doing. Okay? That's all. I remember the last time the Dolphins had a team with a bunch of high draft picks, ended up 9-7, and seven, barely making the playoffs. I like the moves, but I can't get excited until they prove it to me. John, and John, thank you for coming by uh, over at Canesville, bro. I appreciate you. I wish you would have stayed uh, at least through one of the breaks, man, to hang out with you and talk a little bit. Um, yeah, but that's a whole, that was a whole different thing compared to this. Uh, I, I like this team, dude. This is a really good team. They, what they need is luck. So I will get excited.
You won't, but I will. It's working its way to 23,600 now. That's crazy, dude. Uh, you know what the feds actually did? The feds trying to break crypto and and going after it because they know it threatens their banking system all over the world um, because it's freedom for human beings and they don't want us to be free. They want to keep us you know, tied down. Um, they might have fast-tracked Bitcoin right now. That's what's happened. Ooh, and Jasmine is up 14%. Who who went in on with me on Jasmine there? And did you pick it up when it was down at 47? Because it's up to 55 right now. So you making money. Ooh, baby. Everything is moving. Ethereum's 12%. Matic is up almost 8%. Cardano's up 13%. Um, Atom is up almost 6%. VeChain up 12%. Immutable X up 24%. HBAR up 9%, Chainlink up 9%, Gala up 19.5%, DOT is up 10%, uh, Avalanche up 12 Atlas up five, up 6 actually, Mana up almost 13%, Algorand up 10%, ApeCoin up almost 14%, SHIB up 7 Luvium up almost 16%. It is a beautiful, 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 beautiful thing. Man. What else do we have here? Aletheia Artificial Liquid Intelligence Token up nearly 10%. Optimism up 34%. Yeah. Who took who took the who took a little optimism at $1.88? It's $2.45 right now. This guy, woo, love it. Injective protocol, another one I've told you guys about when it was at a dollar forty-four. It's at three eighty now. It is up twenty-seven percent right now. I told you about injective protocol when it was at a dollar forty-four, and we are still not even in the bull run yet. A dollar forty-four. I told you about injective protocol, and it's three freaking eighty now. I don't know how many of you got in on it, but boy, you making that money, that money, and we haven't even started the bull run yet, bro. This is like, this is just scratching the surface, okay? All right, what do we have here? Uh, I've been DCAing for several crypto coins throughout. No panic, just long-term profitability. I'm with you. All right, let's go. Hour number two. Hey, you guys want to check out my backyard and dogs? Here we go. Hour number two is next. <laughs> 